This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. WBBM News Time 1203. Great to have you with us for the Wednesday edition of the Noon Business Hour. I'm Cisco Cotto. The Noon Business Hour is presented by Republic Bank of Chicago. We're waiting for President Biden to address the media now that his summit with Russian President Vladimir Putin is over. When the president speaks, you'll hear him live right here on WBBM. Peloton users being warned of a security threat tied to the touchscreen on their bikes could be hacked. We'll cover that in our next segment. Right now, markets are on edge ahead of the Federal Reserve's latest policy statement. It's due in less than an hour. We're joined by Bob Brusca, Chief Economist, Fact and Opinion Economics. Bob, always good to get your analysis. Uh, any way to figure out what we can expect from the Fed? Uh, yeah, we can guess. Um, <laughs> I, I think people are pretty uniform in the view that uh, the Fed is probably going to tell us that they're now starting to talk about tapering that uh, previously the chairman had said it's too soon to even talk about talking about. Well, I think they're going to be talking about it. And uh, the question is how the markets react to that and what kind of guidance the Fed gives us about whether there are any time horizons that they're considering uh, when they talk about tapering. Is there, uh, in in your view, is there a need for a rate hike now? Uh, too soon for a rate hike. I mean, central banks are still being careful. Remember, the Fed does have this pledge about getting us back to full employment. And there are still some uh, 8 million or so people who are not employed compared to the peak of the last employment cycle. So uh, as long as inflation is tolerably within the Fed's uh, parameters, they're going to continue to let it run. But, uh, you know, the inflation is, is a lot higher than they like. But it's only been a month or so, and we know we're in a period where you have these base effects that are kicking it up. And the question is, once we get past this, how quickly does inflation settle down, and does job growth really kick in? It really, I mean, job growth has been better, but it really isn't, you know, it isn't voracious. It isn't really super catching up. It's, it's better, but there's still a lot of unemployed people and still a lot of issues in the economy. If the Fed waits and we get several months of this sort of inflation, and, and as you mentioned, this sort of sluggish job growth, uh, does any of the things that do any of the Fed's tools, could they have an immediate impact? Are they sort of longer term impact? I'm wondering if maybe they wait too long to try to do something. Well, you know, any day you go with somebody unemployed, it's a day's worth of work you can never get back. So unemployment is a dead weight loss. On the other hand, the Fed always can raise interest rates and can knock inflation back down as inflation goes up. So the question is whether they're going to let inflation get to be too high so that they would have to attack it too aggressively and possibly even create another recession. I don't worry about the Fed not having tools. The Fed has tools to, to get inflation back down, but we don't want them to let inflation get into an ugly situation. 
and that's what they really need to avoid. Uh, inflation getting out of control, I think it's not an issue, but they could let inflation run too high for too long and wind up with an ugly situation. And as far as getting people back to work, you have this sort of mix. You have some states that are changing unemployment benefits, uh, making them a little lower. Other states are continuing with them. Uh, It's probably a little more complicated than that, isn't it, as far as getting people back to work? Or is that really the big issue? Well, I think that's the big issue. I think not having kids in school is another big issue because, you know, parents that have young kids who are in school uh, and if the kids aren't going to school, well, then the parents have a hard time working. Maybe the parent can work at home. Maybe they can't. Um, and there are also people that are still having pandemic shock. You know, they're still afraid of the virus. They're afraid to go out. I mean, in New, in New York, our governor has just said that we don't have to wear masks anymore at all, except for the things the CDC says we have to wear them for, which is public transportation. So, um, you know, we're having a coming out party of sorts, but uh, not everybody's coming out. Some people are still very, very worried. And then we hear about these people who like their home time so much, they're talking about quitting their jobs. And I find this kind of curious because if firms aren't going to allow you to work at home anymore and if you quit your job, what are you going to use for money? I mean, the government isn't going to keep sending you a you know, $1,200 check every month uh, to keep your finances going. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff being said and written that doesn't make much sense to me, but there clearly is uh, turmoil in the labor market. Thanks so much, Bob Bruska, Chief Economist at Fact and Opinion Economics. Coming up, there are security concerns about a popular home exercise bike. We'll tell you about that. Some hacking concerns. Owners of Peloton exercise bikes are being warned about the possibility of their machines being hacked. Joining us on the McGrath Lexus Business Line, Adam Levin, founder of Cyber Scout, author of the book Swiped. Uh, Adam, help us to understand this. I'm sure there's a lot of Peloton users who are kind of wondering about this. How, how exactly does this work? Well, thanks for inviting me. The way it works is you need somebody who's actually has physical proximity to the to the machine in the first place. They have to slip a USB key in there, and then they can get some remote access, which means they might be able to take over your camera or your microphone, or they might be able to get their hands on your logon credentials, which is, you know, a lot of people tend to use the same logon credentials for all of their different accounts. Uh, so it really, though, does require physical proximity in the first place. Uh, the only way they could sort of short circuit that image of you watching someone sneak into a hotel or crawl into your living room and go to the desk and you know, get into your Peloton, is that it could be something inserted during the uh, process of building the machine or be part of some of the components of the machine. It's not all that likely, and Peloton has issued now a, a patch for that particular vulnerability. But again, it goes to the whole theory that if you're using an Internet of Things device, which is a connected device, that people can find a way to hack it. And, I mean, when it comes to the device itself, I mean, they're, they're not going to mess with the device, are they? I mean, I'm imagining people thinking, hey, I'm on my bike, and all of a sudden the thing, the thing starts going crazy on me. No, I, I listen, could somebody actually take control of it? I, it's, in, it's possible, highly unlikely. It's more possible that they could be looking at you or they could be listening to you. But, you know, one of the ways that you can eliminate that possibility is cover the camera and cover the microphone uh, with tape uh, when you use an Internet of Things device. And and that's anything, right? I mean, you have people where their their thermometers are, or their thermostats are hooked up to the Internet. I mean, your, your appliances, just about anything these days. 
We have over 20 billion, that's Dr. Evil, pinky to the lips, B, billion Internet of Things devices and growing. It's anticipated in the next few years we could actually have 75 billion or more Internet of Things devices all over the world. So it's a growing uh, situation, and people just have to be very careful. That's why one of the things people should do, now this is different with the, with the Peloton because that somebody would be physically messing with it in proximity to it, is when you get an, inter- thing, an Internet of Things device, change the password. They come with manufacturer default passwords. Those passwords, for the most part, are on sale on the dark web, and many of them are you know, brilliant passwords like admin1 or password or any a number of passwords that if you look at them go, that's the silliest thing I've ever seen. Thanks so much. Adam Levin, founder of CyberScout, author of the book Swiped. Just ahead, Google has opened its first retail store in New York. We'll take a look at it. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Google has opened its first retail store in New York City's Chelsea neighborhood. Let's find out about it. Jan Rogers Niffen is here, CEO of J. Rogers Niffen Worldwide. Uh, Jan, what's going on in the Google store? Well, you know, uh, I've seen the pictures. I haven't physically been there. It's really a pretty store, but I don't know about you, but I'm not sure I have to run out to a store to buy a Pixel phone or a Fitbit wearable or a Pixel book. Just, you know, it's not like going to Apple. So I'm having a hard time sorting out why it's a very exciting thing, other than it's really well-designed and it's a pretty functional store and it's very ESG because it's all environmentally friendly and low carbon footprint and all those things. So, uh, Jan, I'm so sorry to do this. We're going to have to have you back on the show. President Biden has just taken the podium in Geneva, Switzerland, to talk about his summit with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Let's listen in to President Biden. Uh, well, I've just finished the, uh, the last meeting of this week's long trip, uh, the U.S.-Russian summit. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 